Welcome to the Whistleblower Newsroom. I'm Christina Borgeson. As the Get Vaxxed news tightens now for children, my guest today is coming forward with a plan for triggering prosecutions all over the United States against the criminals he alleges were involved in funding and creating the lab-engineered COVID virus and the criminals responsible for creating and disseminating experimental vaccines that have, he says, and continue to kill and maim people by the tens of thousands. Professor Francis Boyle is a human rights lawyer who has taught criminal law and is now teaching international law at the University of Illinois. In 1989, President Bush Sr. signed into law the Biological Weapons Anti-Terrorism Act that had been called for and drafted by Professor Boyle after he learned that U.S. government labs directed by Dr. Anthony Fauci were abusing genetic engineering to develop offensive biological agents. Today, Dr. Fauci is in charge of the U.S. government's response to and policies for the COVID pandemic. Boyle's 2005 book, titled Biowarfare and Terrorism, details the dangerous and illegal actions taken by several U.S. government administrations that made COVID-19 inevitable. Welcome, Francis. Thank you very much, Christina, for having me. And I'm very happy to be here uh, once again at my best to your viewing audience. Right. Well, I don't mean to uh, toot my own horn here, but I did draft the U.S. domestic implementing legislation for the Biological Weapons Convention, known as the Biological Weapons Anti-Terrorism Act, that was passed unanimously by both houses of the United States Congress, signed into law by President George Bush Sr., and with the approval of the United States Department of Justice. And you did that during the Reagan era because of Fauci developing? Could you talk about that? Fauci goes all the way right. back to then. Well, that's correct. Christina, what spurred me into action, the uh, Council for Responsible Genetics at that time, no, no longer there, uh, headquartered in Cambridge, Mass., had some of the top life scientists in the world, Harvard, MIT, and uh, they asked me to get involved in order to uh, handle their biological warfare weapons work against it. So it turned out that uh, the Reagan administration and its neocons uh, were engaged in the uh, illegal, unlawful use of DNA genetic engineering to research, development, develop, test, stockpile biological warfare uh, weapons. So the council asked me to hold a briefing on Capitol Hill uh, for members of Congress on this. I believe that was uh, September 13, uh, 1985. And in this uh, briefing at the end, I said we really needed uh, domestic implementing legislation for the Biological Warfare uh, Convention to make this activity a crime, which it had not uh, been before that. And who was so, in charge of this activity at that time? Well, it started with Reagan and the neocons. And yes, uh, pursuant to this uh, strategy, Reagan uh, appointed Tony Fauci, head of NIAID, National Institutes of Infective Disease, to carry it out. That was around about 1984. So uh, Fauci has been up to his eyeballs in this Nazi biowarfare death science uh, dirty work 
He, he was carrying out the genetic uh, test. The he genetic was in charge of it. Uh, even the New York Times uh, reported that 95% of this work, this Nazi biowarfare death science work, uh, was under the uh, direction and auspices of Fauci, yes. Okay, so you... So you then <clears throat> I went to work. Uh, the council asked me to draft the domestic implementing legislation. Uh, which I did do. And uh, we then proceeded to uh, lobby it through uh, Congress. And uh, that was finally done in uh, 1989, passed unanimously by both houses of Congress, signed into law by President uh, Bush Sr. And with the approval of the Department of the U.S. Department of Justice, you can read that early work I did in my book, uh, the future of international law and American foreign policy. And right. then uh, the latest book on that uh, is uh, Biowarfare and uh, Terrorism that uh, <clears throat> does not contain the early work I did uh, against Reagan and the uh, rest of them. My publisher felt that was ancient history. So we, we picked up uh, pretty much with the uh, anthrax attacks of uh, October 2001. <clears throat> and now, I was a wait a second. Be, let's be clear, because I, I just want to be very clear. Article one That's of your fine. convention says that um, it obligates the state contracting parties never in any circumstances to develop, produce, stockpile or otherwise acquire or retain microbial or other biological agents or toxins whatever their origin or method of production of types and in quantities that have no justification for prophylactic, protective, or other peaceful purposes. Okay. That's correct. And now, here we the are. Problem, the problem was that clearly that language applied to the use of DNA genetic engineering. But uh, the Reaganites, including uh, Fauci, uh, claimed that, well, they were doing this for peaceful purposes, which was a total lie. So I wanted to make sure that there were no loopholes here. Um, in They could even be exploited, arguably, for research, development, testing of biological weapons, including DNA genetic engineering. At the time of the uh, drafting of the Biological Weapons Convention, uh, finally approved 1972, DNA was in genetic engineering was just in its uh, infancy. So I wanted to make it clear that all of this activity was a crime under United States law, which it was not. It was illegal under the Biological Weapons Convention. But I wanted to make sure uh, it, it was a crime. And it is a felony uh, punishable by uh, life in uh, imprisonment. Um, the Department of Justice uh, wanted me instead to include the, uh, the death penalty in there. But I'm a uh, lifelong uh, abolitionist against the death penalty. So after you know, several rounds of negotiations, uh, they let me uh, keep life imprisonment uh, in there. Well, if, so if Fauci was in charge of this and he continued doing this, why wasn't he... Um why wasn't he prosecuted? Because all this was being done under the auspices of the United States government itself. 
including uh, the Pentagon. They were involved in it on Fort Detrick. Uh, so, you know, they're not going to prosecute. Uh, but then why have a convention at all, Francis? I did the best I could. You know, uh, I'm just a lawyer. And I decided to shore up this uh, convention and make it clear it was a crime, which it was not before the before my uh, implementing legislation. But it was signed so, off by the government. You know, everybody signed, signed off, off on it. It was signed off, yes, by President Bush Sr. Uh, Reagan fought us tooth and nail because uh, the Reaganites knew full well I was going directly after all of their uh, programs uh, to use DNA genetic engineering to create advanced biological weapon systems. So they, they fought tooth and nail. But when Bush uh, Sr. came in there, uh, they uh, dropped the uh, opposition and uh, it pretty much, I had to do some work, uh, et cetera, but we got it approved. Okay, so, because I, I want to look at all the problems, the loopholes and things that have also been taken there advantage of. There are no of. loopholes in my legislation. Well, no, I mean, the loophole, fact, the, 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 say, the actual loophole is the, the, the uh, Defense Department continued doing it because they could. That's correct. And the CIA kept doing it, too. Um, there's no doubt about that. The CIA continued. They have they have biological warfare programs, even including uh, smallpox. They have it. Uh, so and, are those uh, two agencies above the law, Francis? Of course they are. Uh, wh who has ever held the CIA or the uh, Pentagon accountable for anything? Uh, I regret to say that. I've, I've spent, uh, uh, you know, I entered Harvard Law School on September 7, 1971, and have tried to hold the CIA and the Pentagon accountable for all the atrocities they have committed uh, all over the world. It's very difficult to do. Well, I, th there and is also I did I did want to point out one thing too. My uh, uh, biological weapons anti-terrorism act also criminalized the use of synthetic biology, which is the <coughs> current rage today. Synthetic biology, if you yes. read about it, it turns out that synthetic biology was uh, envisioned and paid for and sponsored by the Pentagon's DARPA, Defense uh, uh, Advanced Research Program Agency. All right, so synthetic biology is a wholly owned industry by the Pentagon going on today. So whenever you hear these great marvels of synthetic biology, just understand this is Pentagon DARPA work, uh, and uh, uh, I criminalize that too. Um, I anticipated it, and I criminalized that as well. Indeed. And who's who's going to be held? Who who's who can be held accountable under your convention? Uh, if if the main people who are doing the development of these uh, bioweapons uh, are not accountable, then I, I'm I'm not trying. Do you understand? I, I I'm not trying right. to. I feel why, like they're using that. I I feel like they're using that almost as as a fig leaf. You know. Well, we have this convention. You know, you're not allowed to do it, and yet they do it. That's correct. That's correct, and that's why when you um, earlier this summer asked me to to appear, I said, "Why don't you wait until I have all this worked out?" So now I have it all worked out. 
And this goes back to the, uh, I mean, it, it takes time to figure these things out. Yes, it does. Um, so uh, this uh, then uh, is my current proposal, thinking this out, which is that uh, under the uh, 10th Amendment of the United States uh, Constitution, the states of the union have uh, authority to deal with these people. So what I have done uh, starting uh, September 11th uh, of this year, uh, the, the 20th anniversary of the, uh, the attacks there in New York, is to launch a campaign to get these, uh, everyone involved in the COVID-19 research, development, testing uh, uh, in, from the U.S. citizens, including you know, Fauci, Daszak, uh, the uh, uh, officials from the FDA, uh, uh, officials from uh, uh, other uh, U.S. Uh, agencies uh, involved in this, is indicted for murder and conspiracy to commit murder by state and local prosecutors, not the feds. This is the problem that with my statute, it was not enforced because the federal government and in particular, the Pentagon, the CIA, and the National Institutes of Health under, under Fauci uh, and, and, and Collins, who, who just resigned because the proverbial merit is going to hit the fan, pardon my French, um, to get them indicted for murder and conspiracy to commit murder by local prosecutors. That would be state's attorneys, district attorneys, uh, uh, county attorneys and attorney generals all over the country. That would avoid the problem of having to get the federal government indict them because that's not going to happen. Fauci, Biden appointed Fauci as his top scientific advisor. So he's in the tank with Fauci. And Garland is Biden's man over there at the Department of Injustice. So the feds aren't going to do it. So there are well over 400, uh, last time I looked into this, uh, state and local prosecutors all over the country. And what I am doing is encouraging them to convene a grand jury on the basis of, of evidence already in the uh, public record and start to get these officials, uh, including especially uh, Fauci and Collins, indicted for murder and conspiracy to commit murder. You have to tell tell the audience who Collins is. Collins is the uh, director of the National um, Institutes of Health uh, who paid for all this uh, research to develop COVID-19. And he just quit because he knows all the documents are now coming out that he authorized and paid for it both at the uh, UNC, University of North Carolina, BSL-3, and at the Wuhan BSL-4, which is China's Fort Detrick. Now, yeah, BSL means that. biosafety lab, three and four, which are the, they're the, the ones that where the highest, uh, the most dangerous right. viruses are worked with. Yes. That's correct, Christine. Yeah. That's correct. Uh, so um, that is a, a campaign I started on uh, September 11th uh, on the 20th anniversary and that's why I wanted to talk with you after uh, I had uh, given that uh, lecture uh, and tried to explain it. To th this is a, 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 
conference of uh, fellow lawyers. So I was trying to explain it to them, get their feedback if they had any problem with it. And they didn't. You so. know, this reminds me a lot of Vince Bugliosi's uh, prosecuting George Bush for murder, where he was saying we should go to the uh, attorneys general and prosecutors around the country and charge him for murder um, of, you know, individuals charging him with murder, you know, for the murder of their children, et cetera, for the war in Iraq. So this sounds very similar to me. I would like to ask well, you. Let me let me agree with you on that. You see, I was doing the exact same thing myself uh, uh, on in uh, uh, lawyers in different states of the union trying to get Bush Jr. and the rest of them, like Colin Powell, uh, uh, indicted for murder and, and uh, conspiracy to commit murder for U.S. troops in Iraq who uh, died in Iraq subject to the and, and were from uh, uh, where these prosecutors were located. Uh, Vince heard of me and he contacted me. He, he published a whole book on it. I just published uh, uh, an interview I gave on it outlining the theory. You can see it in my book, uh, Tackling America's T Toughest Questions. So then Vince heard about me and contacted me and we agreed to, uh, I read his book and uh, we agreed to work together. Now, Vince, you know, he, he's no longer alive, but uh, he was an actual prosecutor, all right? Yes. And so he went after this from a somewhat different perspective than I did. I'm a law professor. I spent seven years or so teaching criminal law here. I was originally hired to teach criminal law before I moved over to teach international human rights law. But we reached the same conclusion. And so, you know, we did agree to go in with this, but then unfortunately Vince died. But, okay, so uh, let me ask you something. If you're interested, you could read Vince's book. Yes. I have, I have. I, uh, and I, I knew Vince, I knew Vince. Uh, so, um, all right. So let's say, you know, I'm a mother who lost my child to COVID, or I'm a woman who lost my husband to COVID. I go to the state prosecutor. Well, uh, and what in, do I, uh, what do I present? What do I present as proof of murder? Well, you would go to whatever your local prosecutor is. It could, you know, we're organized all sorts of different ways all over the country. We have uh, your you county have prosecutors. County, you might have a county prosecutor. You might have a district attorney. Uh, I can't say exactly. And you also have an attorney general. I'd go to all. And what you do is uh, uh, you could uh, uh, take a lot of the interviews uh, uh uh, materials I've given over since the beginning of the pandemic, they're all out there on Google. And I did send you uh, my paper that I gave at this conference. Yes, of you lawyers. So you take this into your local prosecutor and you say, I want you to convene a grand jury. Uh, and I, I elected you and I'm paying your bills. I'm paying your salary. And I can diselect you if, if I have to. And not just you, but you go in there with your friends. You lost your, your babies or, or your spouses or whatever and say, that's what we want to, you to do. And you then, you put together the evidence uh, to present to the grand jury. 
and Professor Boyle is more than happy to help you free of charge uh, to uh, catalog this evidence for you. I've, as you know, I've been giving interviews on this since uh, January 24, 2020, when I first blew the whistle that uh, uh, COVID-19 was an offensive biological warfare weapon with gain-of-function properties that makes it more lethal and more infectious, and uh, in addition, has HIV DNA genetically engineers right into it. I blew the whistle on that. So I've given innumerable interviews since then. But you know what? All out there on the internet, uh, but it, it would really be for you to pressure the state's attorney uh, to agree to move forward. I'm happy to work with the state's attorney to give that uh, state's attorney, district attorney, county prosecutor uh, references to all the uh, interviews I've given and the evidence I have used. And then it would be for the prosecutor to prevent this, ev present this evidence to the uh, grand jury. Okay. I'm going to say something that I think would, would be an interesting thing to do. And I think it would motivate people more to do it because it sounds like a big task for somebody who's already heartbroken and whatnot and feels, you know, that they're, you know, the news is constantly tightening too about, you know, vaccines and so on. People are just, I, I'm thinking, what if you were to draft, not really an affidavit, but I don't know what you would call it, a brief something, instead of have, asking people to go research all the things that you've said and done, put it all in one in in one document that they can present as their case. I have it in one document. Yes. Uh, in oh, late I wish April, you'd sent that to me. In late April uh, 2020, some Israeli uh, human rights lawyers uh, asked me to get involved in their lawsuit against China uh, in Israeli courts over the COVID-19 pandemic. So I did prepare a... Uh, declaration for I agreed to get involved because I thought this was very uh, important litigation uh, and I did uh, prepare a declaration for them uh, that they then uh, filed against China and the uh, Israeli Attorney General then served my declaration on China so that has been uh, published I have a new book uh, that's entitled World Politics, Human Rights, and International Law. And I put the uh, declaration right in there and explaining uh, uh, the basic uh, outline. Yes. I, I would like to have that, the link to, if there's a link to it, I'd like to have it to uh, attach I can, to this. Uh, yeah, if you remind me, I can send it to you. You talked about malice, a forethought, right? Right. Um, what other? Well, I was originally hired, as I said, to teach criminal law. So uh, uh, murder at common law, which would be the case in every state of the union except Louisiana. They have a civil law system. I haven't studied uh, down there in Louisiana. Is defined as the unlawful killing of a human being with malice aforethought. Unlawful uh, is uh, a violation of my Biological Weapons Anti-Terrorism Act of 1989. Killing, my guess now, is that uh, uh, we have maybe 1.3 million excess deaths uh, as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic just here in America. And 
malice aforethought. There are different variants of malice aforethought, but in this case, uh, uh, I, I believe the best approach uh, is to take the element grave indifference of human, of human life. That is an element of malice aforethought. So what Fauci, and indeed, if you read the uh, contracts and everything, they admit uh, with this gain-of-function uh, work, uh, uh, the studies show they knew that it could uh, create a pandemic again uh, among human beings, and they didn't care. They knew the risks, and they went forward. So I think there is uh, enough documentary evidence out there already uh, for a, uh, a local prosecutor to uh, convince a uh, jury, uh, a grand jury, that these individuals had malice aforethought defined as manifesting grave indifference to human rights. Uh, now, rights. let's talk about the individuals. We talked about Fauci, right? right. Uh, we talked about Francis Collins, who was the geneticist who uh, actually worked with Wuhan, right? To, to, he was That's uh, correct. And he was, he was given an award by the Chinese military for all the great work he did with them. Uh, and then we uh, had... Yeah. Das, Peter Daszak, uh, he was up to his eyeballs in this. Tell uh, our uh, audience who Peter Daszak is, please. Well, he's head of uh, Echo Health uh, Alliance, and he was working uh, to uh, fund and direct all this uh, Nazi biowarfare death science work. Uh, over at the Wuhan BSL four Eco Health you know, Alliance is that a an NGO? It's a yeah, it's a private corporation that he heads up. Okay. Now, in addition, if you look at the uh, contract for this, uh, you have uh, Menachery at the University of North Carolina. Uh, you have Barrick at the University of North Carolina. Now, those are the two who are working on the gain of function at University of North Carolina until. They were told to stop because it was illegal, right? Well, they were they were given a, they were told to stop because it was existentially dangerous. And then oh. what they did was uh, working with uh, Dasak, they then moved this work to the Wuhan BSL four and continued it. And now, that was is that in itself a crime to do that? Well, I guess it'd be defrauding the United States government, conspiracy to defraud the United States government, but that's pretty small potatoes. And again, that would have to be prosecuted by the uh, uh, feds. And of course, they're not going to do any prosecution. Right? Well, if they, were, if they were sending it over to Wuhan to continue the development of this, obviously they had an interest in having that done and Wuhan was going to share something back for doing that. They didn't just give it to Wuhan. It's got to be more than defrauding the United States. It's basically outsourcing the work because you're told not to do it here, even though you want the product of the work. Yes, it's a violation of my biological weapons anti-terrorism act. And when it leaked uh, the way it did, I would uh, argue it's murder and conspiracy to commit murder. Sure. So now, uh, the other people involved here. Okay. Uh, there's a fellow from the uh, Food and Drug Administration. Now think about that for a minute, uh, Christina. The Food and Drug Administration was up to its eyeballs working with Fort Detrick, the Chinese bat queen, and the Wuhan BSL-4, China's Fort Detrick, to develop COVID-19. It is the FDA now 
that is approving all these so-called vaccines that are also existentially dangerous. I call them Frankenshots because that's really what they are. Uh, so the FDA is completely compromised here. They, you cannot listen to anything they are saying about the safety of these vaccines, these Frankenshots, their approval or anything else. They've been up to their eyeballs in develop of, uh, of COVID-19. Let me ask uh, you in something. Addition, well, let me finish okay. the list here. Okay. Uh, in addition, uh, involved in the uh, development of COVID-19 at the uh, UNC BSL-3 was the uh, Harvard Medical School. Wow. The Harvard Medical School. Uh, it says right there, Department of Cancer Immunology and AIDS, Dana-Farber Cancer Institute, Department of Medicine, Harvard Medical School. Now, you know, uh, Biden's current director of the CDC, Walensky, is from the Harvard Medical School. Rochelle so Walensky. Of course, right. You can't believe anything she is telling you. Nothing. Harvard and the medical school was involved in this right from the very get-go, this COVID-19 pandemic. And indeed, Harvard was a sponsoring institution of the Wuhan BSL-4. Think about that. Harvard was a sponsoring institution of the biosafety labs for China's Fort Detrick. Indeed, we know for a fact that the chair of the Harvard uh, Chemical uh, Chemistry Department, Lieber, worked with Fort Detrick. He is an expert on nanotechnology, applying nanotechnology. Uh, to uh, uh, biological weapons and chemi chemical weapons. Harvard knew he was working for Fort Dietrich. When, and, then, and that's for aerosolizing, right? The virus so that it, that it can correct. get into because the lungs. That is exactly right. Aerosolization, uh, Christina, uh, is a tip-off of a biological weapons program because that's how uh, human beings get infected, by breathing through the air. Lieber was over there at the Wuhan BSL, at Wuhan with his own lab, courtesy of the, uh, uh, the Chinese Thousand Talents uh, program. And the Wuhan BSL-4 bragged on their webpage that they had uh, applied nanotechnology to viruses. Okay. So in other words, they were able to aerosolize this COVID-19 at their BSL-4, which they really couldn't have done at the UNC BSL-3. Uh, uh, aerosolization of biological warfare weapons is, is so dangerous that you have to wear a moon suit with a portable air supply. That's how dangerous it is. That is why uh, COVID-19 uh, travels by air. There was one scientist at uh, MIT who said it, it traveled by 28 feet. I think another one at Cornell said 21 feet. So uh, that is how dangerous. And well, this six feet, you know, distancing is, is BS. That's correct. It, it all it is is intended to lull the American people into a false sense of security here. And now uh, they're they're sending our kids back to school, and the CDC under Walensky reduced that to three feet. She, she's a very evil person, despite, you know, whatever you see on TV. She knows exactly what she is doing here. But let me uh, continue here. Uh, finally, 
I won't go through everyone on this contract. Oh, go, go let's go. I'm interested. It, well, it's all there in writing, but finally comes the uh, Zheng Li Li Shi, the Wuhan banquet. She was over there working at the UNC BSL-3 to give it gain-of-function properties, making it more lethal, more infection, infectious. Indeed, she took over there uh, a synthetic biology uh, uh, SARS, uh, and then they souped it up. They, they, you know, this is star- SARS on uh, steroids. Also on this contract is Fort Detrick itself. They were providing cells to the uh, uh, UNC BSL-3. Right. So all these people, uh, and, and so you can see why uh, the federal government under Biden is not going to prosecute any of these people. Uh, that is why we have to go to local prosecutors, states attorneys, district attorneys, county prosecutors, anyone that has the authority to convene a grand jury, present this evidence and get an indictment. Yes, that's that's my campaign that I started on September 11th in this lecture I gave to this lawyer's organization, which I sent you. Uh, you are free uh, to distribute if you want to. Sure. What I find interesting here is people are not thinking in terms of how basically our government, you know, on this lower level, China, China is our enemy. China has just, you know, come up with this, this, you know, this missile that goes around the world in two seconds or whatever. They're our enemy. We got to go after them. And then at the higher level, our you know, our government, our Defense Department, other agencies are actually working with the Chinese. That is correct. That so, is exactly correct. That can be documented from the uh, public record. And indeed, uh, uh, there's more evidence coming out uh, every day. Today, The Intercept uh, had an article on this. Yes. Well, I, I don't know. I, that makes me feel like a deer in the headlights. You know, because basically at the higher level, all these criminal acts are taking place and uh, the laws that address them. uh, It's like they're too big to indict or prosecute. So who are these laws for? That's why I'm saying that we have to take our case to the local prosecutors who have been elected by the people of their territorial jurisdiction. Their salaries are paid by the people of their territorial jurisdiction, and they can be reelected or diselected. So popular pressure can be brought to bear on these state and local prosecutors. Yes. I think, I think it's a really good idea for a campaign. But I also think that uh, any the prosecutors and attorneys general are all going to look at this and think, wow, this is a situation that's way above my pay grade. And, you know, and there's going to be a lot of fear. I think the response is uh, by the local people. Hey, we pay your salaries. And we elected you. 
So you better pay attention to what we want you to do. Uh, obviously, it's not for them to uh, indict these people. I'm recommending they convene a grand jury and let the grand jury, uh, a citizen of our citizens of our peers, decide to return the indictment. Now, out of the over 400, I think Bugliosi has the exact number there in his book. Uh, I'm hopeful that we can get at least one prosecutor with the courage and integrity well, and principles to do this and public support behind him or her. I yes. think I think if you develop a victim's package of legal materials and make it available to anybody who wants to do this, I think that would be amazing because people will do it. The people who have lost loved ones will do it. There's a new book that just came out with all the evidence in there. Uh, by a Ms. Sherry Markson, M-A-R-K-S-O-N, What Really Happened in Wuhan, uh, Harper's Collins. It just came out. And she has, uh, I've just finished reading the book. It's all in there. I know, but do you understand how people, the average person who is completely overwhelmed by this whole thing is not going to read that huge book. I'll bring her on as my guest and she'll, She'll share the contents of her book, but what they they need to be able to walk in with, to the prosecutor with something in their hands, a package that says, OK, here's my case. You know, please, please look at this. And we're well, talking. What I would what I would recommend is they walk in there with the uh, uh, paper I gave you and this book and say, here it is. Study this. And uh, uh, if you want to talk to Professor Boyle, he'll talk to you about it and then convene the grand jury. Because everything uh, I just read through this book, it just came out. I read the uh, footnotes. Uh, it's got the sources. It's all there in one book. OK. Uh, and that's all they'll need. One book and my uh, uh, essay that I sent to you outlining the legal theory. But the facts are not all in this book. Excuse me. You know. Now, let us get, but now, uh, uh, Christina, uh, let me get into the uh, Frankenshots themselves. Okay. Okay. And uh, what we have here, uh, this too, they are existentially dangerous. If you read the technical literature on the current Frankenshots uh, uh, available, uh, AstraZeneca, uh, Moderna, Pfizer, BioNTech, Johnson and Johnson, they all give you live cells of COVID-19. Let me repeat you, repeat that. They all give you live cells of COVID-19. So in other words, they are injecting into their victims' bodies an offensive biological warfare weapon cells with gain of function properties <clears throat> to make it more lethal and more infection, infectious, and with HIV, the precursor of AIDS, DNA genetically engineered right into it. That is what we are facing with these uh, Frankenshots. And we already have uh, large numbers of Americans who have died as a result of these Frankenshots. A minimum yeah. figure I have seen is 45,000. Uh, another figure I have seen is 200,000. 
I don't know, you know, precisely. Those were based on uh, models. And they're hiding the numbers, so we don't. Of course, they're lying about the numbers. So I recommend the uh, same thing here, namely that uh, uh, people who want to stop these Frankenshots, and, and you know, your uh, your mayor out there, De Blasio, De Blasio. He, he wants to inject everyone with the Frankenshots, even little kids. They're now... They're now moving in, into little kids. Yeah, again. Biden has just said, oh, we, right. you know, warp speed uh, for the and, kids and, now. Uh, his uh, Zayance uh, fellow today just said, well, yeah, we're going to have uh, mandatory Frankenshots even for little kids. That, that's in today's New York Times. Uh, so the strategy is the same. You go into your local prosecutor and you say, uh, I want the people behind these Frankenshots uh, to be indicted for murder and conspiracy to commit murder. And in this case, the elements of murder, unlawful killing of human beings with malice aforethought. Okay, unlawful, a clear-cut violation on the Nuremberg Code of Medical Experimentation that the United States government used to uh, prosecute Nazi doctors. I think I sent you my uh, lecture I gave on that. If not, yes, remind me and I'll, I'll send it uh, again. Um, that's how dangerous this is. Uh, just It's a slam dunk violation. The Nuremberg Code on Medical Experimentation uh, requires the, uh, uh, I won't go through all the violations, almost every provision has been violated, but the keynote here is uh, it requires animal testing before testing on human beings. There has been no animal testing by any for any of these frankenshots on uh, uh, for any of these frankenshots we the human beings are being used as the lab rats for Pfizer BioNTech uh, Moderna Johnson and Johnson AstraZeneca is not available in this country so fine and by the way Johnson and Johnson is the same people uh, who gave us the opioid uh, epidemic, epidemic yep. in the United States and also gave them uh, us uh, uh, talcum powder uh, in their uh, baby powder that has given large numbers of women uh, cancer of the ovaries. Why, why would you trust any of these people? Um, and so uh, what we want you to do is uh, get a second set of indictments here uh, of indictments for the uh, chief executive officer and the uh, scientific officers uh, for murder and conspiracy to commit murder. And uh, here, the malice aforethought element would be, uh, um, uh, the malice of other variants of malice aforethought, and this is uh, Anglo-American common law, is either intention to kill or intention to cause grave bodily harm. And clearly we know that from the very get-go of the administration of these Frankenshots, they have been killing people and or causing grave bodily harm to them. That can be uh, established. So the chief executive officer, the chief scientific uh, officer uh, of these uh, uh, organizations, the, the, the companies that have put the drug companies that have put these uh, together, and then uh, people like Fauci and Walensky uh, for conspiracy. Why not the president? Uh, well, He's yes, Barbara, forcing that on everybody. That that obviously would com complicate and politicize the whole matter. 
uh, in the uh, Watergate uh, investigations, Leon Jaworski did commission a uh, staff uh, memorandum by his lawyers who concluded that uh, while uh, a president is sitting, uh, he is immune from prosecution except for murder. So, yes, that could be done. Uh, but under the circumstances uh, with Biden, you know, they'd be highly politicized. And I think uh, a state or local prosecutor might conclude that is above my paper. What about the heads uh, of the agencies, the CDC? Certainly, well, as I said, uh, Collins and, and Fauci uh, and Walensky, for sure, for conspiracy to commit murder. Yes. And yes. this would this also um, could people who are being forced to take the vaccine or lose their jobs, take the vaccine or you can't travel here. Take, do they have a case? Again, uh, my advice at this point would be for those who have lost loved ones or uh, friends to uh, make this argument uh, to the uh, uh, local prosecutor. And I think if we could even get one of them uh, to uh, convince a grand jury to return an indictment, the whole house of cards would collapse, right? Uh, okay, so we have to go to add it. I mean, one of the things that... that oh, and by the way, uh, 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 one of the other points here, uh, in the Pfizer-BioNTech uh, uh, Frankenshot, which is the predominant one here in the United States, one of the uh, investors in BioNTech is Bill Gates. Uh, so it might be possible to implicate Gates. I don't know. I haven't read for a conspiracy to commit murder. Uh, I noticed that uh, Robert F. Kennedy uh, Jr. is uh, coming out with a book soon. I've listened to him discuss it on uh, podcast uh, that deals with Fauci, but also has more evidence in there about Gates uh, going around and uh, orchestrating all this. So I'm not expressing an opinion yet about Gates. But he he was a, a financier of this and he's been heavily involved, as you know, Gates is a, globally, is a globally. The Gates Foundation yes. has been involved. As a matter of fact, um, I've been talking to Indian lawyers and researchers. They have just submitted a huge complaint uh, to the right. prime minister, et cetera, where they detail how the Gates Foundation um, basically hijacked the India's health system to force these vaccines on the Indians by these public-private uh, partnerships. In other words, uh, you know, they would be in, get in partnership with, the, with these Indian health agencies. And then the other agencies where they couldn't have partnerships, they had people that they paid. And, you know, all the decisions obviously were made in favor of pushing the vaccine and suppressing early treatment, you know, successful early right. treatment options. So they're going after everybody, including Gates. You know, they're going after right. all the, you know, all the agency. Well, people, for now, I, I want to see some more evidence before I recommend uh, uh, pursuing an indictment uh, against well, Gates. Well, for a but roadmap. The evidence could be there. I'm talking about here in the United States. No, no, I know. But if you want to look at a roadmap of how the Gates Foundation operated in a I'm, huge I'm country. I'm fully aware of how they've operated, right. You know, uh, uh, so I think. that would be uh, the uh, agenda here. And uh, you're the first person. I, I gave this lecture September 13, 
but I I had uh, September 11th, but I had a strict 25 minute uh, uh, time limit on that lecture that's monitored by chat. So there was only uh, so much I could say. And you're the first uh, uh, journalist I'm here in the United States. I'm giving this story to uh, at length and and this strategy too. Uh, I did not answer any questions there in that uh, September 11th uh, lecture. To, well, to I'll learn. make sure this gets out as far and wide as possible. I, 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 um, I, I still think that there's that upper layer that somehow has to be addressed, and I don't know how if they're above the law. Well, we'll get to it, uh, but we have to start somewhere. And in any uh, uh, prosecutions, you start at the bottom and work your way up. Right. And so that is what we're going to have to do here. We're going to have to start at the bottom, at the grassroots level, the uh, American people uh, 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 pressuring states' attorneys, counties' attorneys, attorney generals, district attorneys uh, to get indictments from grand juries. And then we'll take it the next step. Right. Well, it's interesting. You know, I was inspired to reach out to you. I think I told you in my email because I had gone to see No Time to Die, the new James Bond movie, which is surprise, surprise, about um, uh, vaccines, uh, about uh, viruses that target specific populations, you know, and there's scenes, there's, there's one scene, for example, where Bond goes into a, he goes into a big party and they release this virus through the uh, aerosolized virus through, you know, the sprinkler system or whatever and everybody dies except for him because everybody has been biologically targeted well we know barbara that uh, the pentagon has been working on uh, ethnic specific biological warfare weapons we know that you can read about that in biowarfare and uh, terrorism uh the cia was working with the uh criminal racist uh, uh, african or apartheid regime uh, to uh, develop ethnic-specific uh, biological weapons uh, to be used against the uh, Black people in, in South Africa. So they have been working on them. Uh, I don't know if they have succeeded, but they have been working on these for quite some time. And the neoconservatives, uh, 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 going back to Reagan, have, rec have, have uh, 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 recommended that they do this type of genocidal uh, uh, biological warfare. Yes. So well, this this is a, a reality uh, uh, on on the planning books. Whether they've actually done this, I don't know because so far I have been able to track down that evidence. You know, it's interesting because again, this film. Uh, in this film, it's even more specific than that because they have a huge database of individuals that they have targeted for a virus genetically uh, engineered for that individual alone. So well, we know that uh, the United States government has been over in Russia uh, harvesting their DNA. Um, and that, oh. that I've been interviewed by Russian news media on this. And certainly that is for the purpose of uh, developing an ethnic-specific uh, biological warfare uh, weapon uh, against the Russians, which is, you know, it's a set, it, won't, it won't cover everyone over there, but it's the great Russian uh, ethnic uh, minority group. 
There have also been uh, reports that we've been doing it in China. Um, and, you know, basically have the Han uh, ethnic group. It would be uh, harder to do that here in the United States because we're, you know, we're multi-ethnic. Uh, you know, to target the people of the United States, we've got everyone over here. Uh, but uh, some of these countries with high degrees of uh, uh, genetic homogeneity, uh, like the blacks in South Africa, the great Russians, the Hans, uh, it, it is conceivable. Uh, and and we, we've been working on it, uh, certainly the Pentagon and, and the CIA. Whether they have succeeded on this, I don't know, because I haven't seen that evidence. You know, in the end, to turn this ship of death around, it just seems to me like there has to be some kind of a almost a spiritual transformation at the highest levels, like people in the Defense Department and in the CIA I mean, they're trained to become pathological, <laughs> a lot of them. But I mean, somebody has how this somebody has to turn the ship around for, uh, at, at think that level. That is well, we have to do it again from the ground up. I'm counting. You know, I've worked with grassroots movements uh, uh, all over the country for peace, justice, and human rights ever since I uh, started uh, uh, teaching here in 1978. I am con uh, 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 appearing here because uh, I think, uh, you know, the American people, if you take their, your case out to them at a state local uh, basis and a grassroots basis, you know, have common sense, decency and, and morality. Uh, I think it's hopeless at the top. Uh, you know, uh, 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 Christina, I went through the exact same Ph.D. program at Harvard that produced Kissinger and Brzezinski uh, before me, the Harvard Graduate School of Arts and Sciences uh, Department of Government. These people are trained to be Nazis. That's what happens at these uh, elite schools like Harvard, the University of Chicago, where I went as an undergrad, the home of the neocons. So uh, those people are hopeless. I'm counting on a common, ordinary, uh, uh, good faith, common sense, morality of the American people. And that's why I've uh, uh, launched this campaign. And that's why I am uh, appearing here today with you. I hope uh, you would do your best to get it out as I certainly uh, will. widely as possible among the uh, American people. And I, I appreciate your taking this time um, uh, to do this interview with me. My pleasure. My pleasure.